Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I am honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. What is up? I hope you're well today. Uh, thanks for joining me. I am... Oh, man. I. It's funny. My heart is beating quite quickly right now. Um, I am both excited and nervous to share what I'm about to share today. This is something that I really haven't been too open about, or if I'm being honest, open at all. <laughs> um, like truly outside of my wife, I don't think that many people know where I'm at currently uh, from a spiritual sense. Um, I don't know how many people actually know my personal journey with spirituality and religion. And this is just something that um, I've always kind of like kept things uh, close to my chest in terms of I, I don't share a lot. And this is something that I'm really trying to outgrow because it's something that I know has kept me from really sharing the the parts of myself that can create meaningful connection with people. Um, I'm just so scared of judgment. I'm so scared of how people will view me. And I say that to be fully transparent with you about why I haven't shared these types of things. Um, it's I know for a lot of people listening, you can probably relate in that, you know, I'm 31 years old and all the relationships I've created, both with my family, with my friends, all of those things have been based off of a certain way of living, a certain way of thinking, and it's really hard and really scary to kind of understand that those relationships were created under a certain pretense, under a certain um, idea of this who this is who Benjamin Fritz is, and to change identities and to grow is really fucking scary but it's funny because that's truly how we step into who we're meant to be into the higher version of ourselves the truer version of ourselves that's how we get closer to us that the real us um like and the only way we can do that is by sharing and and speaking our truth whatever that may be for us and understanding that yeah, like we are opening ourselves up to judgment. We are opening ourselves up to confrontation, conflict, hard conversations, people cutting us out of their lives. 
people looking at us differently. But all that scary stuff aside, once you have gotten to a place where you're vulnerable enough to do that, you're then opening yourself up to so much more because you now can connect with people on a much deeper level. And this is just a such a lesson for all of us and so again I just want to really reiterate that I'm in this with you guys I really enjoy having these conversations because we're all growing together and I hope you get that from my guest episodes we're none of us are perfect right there is no end to this journey which is life and growth and just just growing right like becoming more of ourselves and doing so in the context of this big thing called life. So, anyways, let's. Uh, I'll stop. I'll get off my my um, pulpit. Uh, you know, not not meaning to make jokes, but yeah. Um, and and kind of dive in here. So, I'm going to really just give an overview of my journey with spirituality and religion, how that's played a part in my life from childhood until now. And what I really want out of this, I'm going to kind of just make this disclaimer up front, is that this is something that I've learned to be very, very open about from an understanding standpoint. And I don't have an issue with anybody and their beliefs as long as you aren't intruding on somebody else's, as long as you aren't causing somebody else harm because of what you believe, as long as you aren't forcing it down somebody else's throat. Whatever you want to believe, that's your prerogative. Whatever makes sense to you, that's totally fine. The problem that I have with people is that when you start really forcefully, um, or yeah, forcing that upon somebody Uh, that's when things start to not feel good for me. And I don't appreciate that from anybody. So let's uh, let's just start here. Um, When I was younger, I I grew up as a Catholic. My family went to church religiously, pun intended, uh, every Sunday. Every Sunday, usually 9 a.m., sometimes it switched things up. But it was just a staple in our house. It was not something you ever questioned. I remember growing up and like my cousins or my friends would be like, no, I'm sleeping in, like I'm not going to church. Like that was not an option in our household. Uh, And you just, like I said, you just didn't question it. You went to church and it was fine. Like it just was what it was. It was, it was routine. It was a ritual and as a child, I appreciated that, I think, in hindsight. Uh, it was helpful to have a staple, and I think this is truly part of the reason my parents did it, was just understanding that having this in place um, is something that is meaningful for a child. Um, on the other hand, I know that my mom specifically grew up in a religious household, And so that was what she knew. And so she kind of just carried that along and uh, continued to do that with her family. So went to church every Sunday. It was enjoyable. It was fine. Um, I think we went to Sunday school for like 
two years out of that um, that just didn't continue for the long term for whatever reason. I went through, um, uh, what was it, communion, like your first first communion, reconciliation, those sacraments, and I did not get confirmed. Uh, that I know that was like something my mom had left up to me at that point, which I appreciate, and I didn't go through with it. Honestly, I think because I was lazy, <laughs> like I just didn't want to, and since she was leaving it up to me, uh, I just didn't care enough to go through with it. I didn't, at that point, have any real, like, I didn't feel pulled towards religion or away from religion. Um, and that was kind of that. So that was, like, through my teenage years, like, even through high school. Um, <laughs> the one funny story I'll throw in here is um, when I got really, really drunk one night, in high school, uh, like the worst off I had ever been in high school. I, d- I didn't drink a lot in high school. It was only like a couple times. Uh, if you listen to my story episodes, uh, you can check those out for more details on, on drinking and partying and things like that. But um, in high school, it was like you didn't do that a lot because you just couldn't. Like we were in the suburbs, people were driving. And so, and I just like didn't care that much. So I drank a handful of times in high school, but it like wasn't a big deal. I wasn't somebody that needed to like get wasted to have fun or feel cool or whatever. But this one particular Saturday evening, I got really drunk at my friend's house in the neighborhood. And it was like totally accidental too. It was like one of those things when you were a kid, we had some like, um, you know, it wasn't even for loco at that point. If for those of you that know what that is, it was something even before that. I think it was Sparks. Oh my god, that's what it was. It was Sparks. Um, but it was like a caffeinated alcoholic beverage, and then we so like had a couple of those, and then drank some of this like unlabeled liquor at my friend's house. It was, like, from her parents, like, where her parents were from, some other country or something. And for whatever reason, it was the perfect, um, you know, recipe for disaster. And I got really drunk that night. And because I'm sharing this story, it doesn't have anything to do with religion. But the funny thing is that the highlight of that night was I was so, like, I got, I was, like, so sick and out of it when we were there. Like, I felt like I was going to pass out. And I was there was a deck that we were all hanging out on and I was off the deck. I was in the grass cause I was in the bushes cause I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to puke. And one of my friends threw me down a loaf of bread because he was like, you know, like start eating this so you can sober up and like soak up some of the alcohol. And <laughs> it was a loaf of white bread. And for anybody that knows me, I've always been into health and fitness and at the time, in my drunken stupor, I grabbed the bread, I looked at it, saw that it was white bread, and I whipped it back up the stairs to the deck to him, and I go, I only eat fucking wheat! (laughs) So, yeah, highlight of that night for sure, worth that story, Um, but the other half of the story, the part that is actually relevant to what I'm talking about today, is that... um, I was just so, so sick that night. I, like, was lying on a bench in my parents' backyard, 
I was throwing up on the lawn and this sounds horrible and for like anybody that knows me this is just so not me like this is one of the sickest times of my life from drinking I've only gotten this sick a couple times and so it was just bad so so bad and I like slept on the bench for a while in a jacket and then like outside and then I came into my, my parents' house and I slept in the living room for whatever reason. I don't, didn't go into my bedroom and slept there. And so I got woken up in the morning and I was like, okay, time to go to church. And I was like, uh, no, uh-uh, nope, not, nope, not happening. And my mom's like, time to go to church, Benjamin. Just with that smirk of, I know exactly how you feel and this is going to suck for you. <laughs> And yeah, uh, she forced me to go to church. And this is the kind of parenting that I got to say, I fucking love, man. I, Mom, you are a badass for doing this. And I hope that I have that level of discipline because I am all about you reap what you sow. That was my decision. It was my decision. And... To, to go out and get wasted and did I know I was going to get that drunk and sick no no I didn't but I did and so here I was dealing with the consequences and man I went into church that day it's the only time I have ever left the pew to go to the bathroom and unfortunately I didn't even get sick <laughs> like I just sat in there feeling terrible like I was literally shaking I was just like in the pew like shaking because I was so cold and so like out of it and oh man just so so bad um and to to finish this drunken story which didn't mean to to be a whole five minute long thing but the story is just too good to pass up um I had to work later that day I was at the time I was working at Target in the back room and same thing my mom was like you're not calling out and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, I'm I'm, so sick. I need to, like, lay down and recover. And she's like, nope. And again, just shit. Like, oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. So, you know, you guys may not all agree with that out there. You parents may not all agree. And that's fine. Everybody has their different styles. But again, while harsh and intense, there's a lesson learned there. And I'm I'm all about that. So... Any who's all that was all just to show you that church was no joke. It was part of what we did. Now, besides church, I really didn't feel that uh, my parents were super religious or religion was like a really big part of our lives. It was in that sense of routine and of going to church, but it wasn't like drilled into us in all other aspects. We weren't kind of like my parents aren't god-fearing people it wasn't this like really intense situation I guess is what I'm trying to say so that wasn't the case and what was interesting was towards the end of my high school career I my, my faith deepened and I'm trying to think right now I, I can't really remember a reason why I think I just really started to feel good about the community feel to church. I felt good about the messaging. I felt good about there being 
a higher intelligence and a higher purpose and a bigger plan. And I really started identifying that or connecting with it for whatever reason. And I then took that into college with me. And I think too, it's like that phase of our lives, right? Where we are young, we're growing into adulthood and we're just trying to figure everything out. And it just felt so right to me. It was something that I was really interested in and wanted to grow in. And even to the, to the point that, and again, this is probably a fact that not many people know, if any, really, um, I got to the point where I was like seriously considering getting a cross tattoo on my upper back, like on the back of my neck, kind of. And again, for anybody that's that knows me and is listening to this, they're probably like, what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> um, and yeah, so so I was like actually considering that at the time. And I went into college really wanting to deepen my faith. And even in hindsight, I get a little bit emotional about this because I was really excited to do so. It was college was a, a whole new world for me. I was, again, I go a little bit into depth about what college looked like for me um, in my early story episode, but it was like, I was really getting to be independent for the first time. I was away from home. I was out from under my parents' roof. I didn't have such strict guidelines anymore, and I was really looking to embrace that opportunity to grow as a person, have some fun for sure. Um, but also to grow as a person and this, the, the religion thing really fit in that for me. So I, it just so happened that I, so, okay. So I was going to actively search out groups to become a part of or people to connect with. And it just so happened that the guy that was helping move us in to my dorm was a member of one of these groups. So I was like, oh, like divine intervention. This is like meant to be, this is awesome. I I totally want to be a part of this group. I'm so open to it. I was like kind of nervous, but I was really excited because I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so that was really cool and exciting off the bat. And I don't really remember kind of like the the very next step from there but basically I kept in contact with him and he was you know gonna we were gonna go together to this first event and I was like okay cool again like nervous but excited and before we went to this event I think it was like a couple weeks before I actually made it to one of these and I just remember feeling kind of uncomfortable about how this guy was approaching me and our relationship and just the way that he was communicating with me was just like kind of creepy and I didn't I couldn't really put my finger on it at the time more than that and I was just kind of like okay maybe he's just kind of like a weirdo and it's whatever we'll just just kind of roll with it he's kind of awkward but I'll (laughs) I'll kind of just like take it for the team and we'll just go with the flow here And so I went to the event and it was just like so, so different than anything I'd ever been a part of because I only went to church growing up. I did, I wasn't a part of any youth groups or anything like that. And this was so different because it was like very interactive. 
it was boisterous, and it just felt so different from what I knew. And this wasn't inherently bad or anything, but I just felt so out of place for some reason. And I can't really put a finger on why, besides, like, it was just a totally new situation in terms of the energy of it. And I just didn't like it. <laughs> I just didn't. And so, like, in that moment, there was no, like, oh, like, this is this isn't for me or religion's not for me or anything like that. Uh, I just kind of left and I was like, okay, whatever. Like maybe this is just not for me in this particular way. And so after that, uh, the guy lived in the dorm that I was in. So he kind of would come around to the dorm every now and then. Okay. Let's, let's be honest here. He came to the dorm right away afterwards like, the next day or something, I was like, hey, like, how, you know, did you have fun? Do you enjoy it? And I was like, yeah, like, it was, it was okay. And, like, I definitely um, kind of skirted around it and didn't want to tell him how I really felt about it. And was just like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not sure when I'm going to go to the next one, but thanks for inviting me. And, um, like, I appreciate it, basically. And it was, like, one of those things where if he read my body language, because <laughs> I didn't say it outright, was like, Let's kind of, like, I need a little bit of space here. And he didn't take that hint at all. Uh, and he continued to hound me. And that whole creepy vibe came on real strong throughout this. And I immediately started to get uncomfortable and frustrated. There was one time I remember he left the, he came by with a friend. And it was a total, like, evangelizing situation where it was just like they came in and they sat down my roommate was there Jerry and we were just like hanging out and they just went through this whole process of talking about God and like where my relationship was at and all this stuff and it was just so fucking uncomfortable and again no like ill will towards this guy in this particular moment or anything but it was just so awkward and at that moment in time, all I knew was, like, I don't want this. Like, this doesn't feel good. And so he left the room. Jerry turned to me, and he's like, what the fuck is up with that guy? And I was like, you know, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I got into this. This is, like, not feeling good anymore. So I eventually kind of told him. And this, for me, at the time, just, like, so afraid of confrontation, so uncomfortable in those situations but I I had to tell him I was like dude like hey you know I, I'd appreciate if you, you backed off a little bit gave me some space I'll kind of come to you if I have any more interest in this and long story short it just took a while for him to get the message and that really rubbed me the wrong way and made me really frustrated I just didn't like his energy I didn't like the um uh, what's the word, like, just so, he he seemed like he had drank the Kool-Aid, he was just so, he talked so weird and creepily, it was like he was possessed, and it was so inhuman to me, and so ungrounded, and felt so uncomfortable, and just bad, and I really, really didn't like that, I'm a person, I go by I'm an energetic being like I go by vibe I go by the way things feel I go by my intuition and 
my body was just screaming in these situations of just like, this does not feel fucking good at all. So that was that. That was my first like experience in college. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back from this. The, the, the community thing isn't, isn't going to be for me. I'm frustrated with this guy. I'm frustrated for the way this feels. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't ever like being forced into something. I don't like feeling pushed as I kind of started this off. I don't, like that. And so anyways, you know, kind of, I was like, okay, I'll continue on this journey on my own. The next thing that happened was in college, uh, freshman year, still, I took a world religions class. I was interested in this. I thought it would help me deepen my faith and just like genuine curiosity because I was like, okay, you know, this is, I was raised Catholic and Christian and I understand that world but I'm also interested in what else is out there and how all these other religions came to be and what their belief systems are and all that. And this, before I finish the story on the world religions class, this was the pivotal moment for me. And looking back on it, it's so interesting to me because, and I get so, I don't know, I feel so deeply connected to this moment because it was such a turning point for me. And it just, it was one of those moments in your life when your eyes are opened. And the way that I experienced that was reading about all these religions of the world was fascinating. So, so interesting to me. And I immediately started resonating with some of these other religions more so than I did with Catholicism. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, we just kind of grow up with whatever system that our parents were in and we aren't ever shown any other way. And so that part to me, I was like, Oh, like, that's so interesting. Like I resonate with these other things, but I was never given a choice, right? I was never handed that like, Hey, these are the different religions. These are different belief systems. Take your pick. Which one feels good? Which one makes the most sense to you? And I don't, I don't fault my parents for this at all. This is purely just an observation of how things work, how the world works, how society works, how we we work as humans. And it's like, this is the system that I was brought up in, so this is the system that you're going to follow and adhere to as well. So that was the first takeaway for me was, oh, this is really interesting. Some of these other religions and belief systems feel really good to me. They, They resonate more. And I'm not here to say what's right and wrong, All I'm saying is what I experienced. But the second part of this then, kind of at the conclusion, after I had finished the class, learned about all these different religions and belief systems, the thing that really struck me was religion and belief systems are completely based on the surrounding community. These religions are based on your the geography. Of, of where this is happening. It's based on the the people that it's coming from. And, and I also saw that religion was all trying to tell the same story. It was trying to give us as humans a blueprint of how to live. And there's a suggestion of a higher power that's guiding us and that has kind of placed us here 
But at the end of the day, the idea is all the same. And in that moment, for me, what I realized then was there is no right religion. If all these religions are trying to get across the same point, then they're all right and wrong <laughs> inherently. They, they all are right in some way, but they're all wrong because they think their way is the right way or the only way. And in that moment, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, it's just not logical. So I don't believe any of them. It's all wrong. It's stupid. There's been wars. There's been all this pain and suffering from religion over the years. And it's just belief systems where people have another reason to hate each other and want to prove that they're the ones that are right. And again, going back to me, an energetic being, and what makes sense to me and what feels right to me, I was like, that's stupid. Anything that causes this much pain and suffering and frustration and polarity can't be the truth. And so I pretty much denounced religion. I was like, that is that. Um, I don't need any of this bullshit. This is like just, I just got so frustrated with it because I was like, just, yeah, it was just like a moment of disenchantment. I was just, this is, it just feels so bad. I hate the polarity of it. I hate how, you know, we talk about it, it supposed to be pulling mankind together, pulling people together, and it's not. It's doing the exact opposite. And so fuck that. I'm not a part of that shit. That's, that's just stupid. So my early 20s then, I was, I became atheist and I denounced religion fully. I didn't need to believe in anything. If all that crap was coming to the surface and just destroying humanity, again, um, all I'm describing is my experience here, destroying humanity, then then it's, it's terrible, and it's actually the Antichrist. It's the devil, right? Like, we've created this thing that is actually the exact opposite of what it's supposed to be or what it says it is. So I was officially atheist, and it's interesting because as of... I wrote notes for this episode beforehand because I wanted to make sure to hit on every part of my journey here, and it was interesting because I have actually never used that word to describe myself. I've never called myself an atheist. And it was really emotional to write that. It was really strange to put that on paper and to identify with that. And I think part of that is because it seems like a bad thing. It seems like a very strong stance. And... Yeah, I don't so anyways, I just wanted to share that because I think that part is interesting in that I've actually never called myself an atheist. So, that was my early 20s. I lived most of my 20s that way and this was my mantra. And I'm going to share another quick story here because this is fucking funny. Um I so I lived in I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina for a year for work. And again, if you go back to my story episode, I talk about this. Uh, this is when I had a computer science job right out of college. 
and I I met a girl there. Um, we met on a flight going from North Carolina, or sorry, from Chicago to North Carolina, and we immediately kind of hit it off. Like we talked the whole flight. It was like really fun and flirty, whatever, and like we were gonna hang out you know continue our our relationship i was like okay this is awesome i'm in this new place i've been in this new place for for months at this point and i finally met somebody that is really cool cute like that's a plus and i'm interested in, in hanging out and so anyways we eventually went on a double date with her and her friend and we were having sushi <laughs> and we so, so this girl very religious very southern just kind of stereotypical it was part of who she was it was part of the culture it was part of the way she grew up and when we were there having sushi we had kind of skirted around this conversation we hadn't had it yet we were just kind of avoiding it it just felt like something that we didn't quite want to go there. I think she sensed that I wasn't because she had brought religion up before and I never bit. I never started talking about it with her. I never engaged her on it. But we're having there, we're sitting there having sushi and her friend goes, so I heard you don't believe in God. <laughs> and this poor girl, the girl that I was actually there with, it looked like she shit her pants. Like, she was mortified that her friend had said this to me over sushi on a date. And I was totally taken aside. Like I was like, okay, definitely not expecting that. But what was interesting in that moment for me was I had become really grounded in my lack of faith, meaning I had my reasons and... What I said was, I wouldn't live my life any differently if I did believe. So what does it matter? And the conversation was <laughs> was quickly... No, okay, never mind. No, it was not quickly cut off. She actually responded by saying, I just want to let you know that I wouldn't be doing my job if I weren't here to tell you that Jesus still is there for you. He loves you and he can save you. Just all you have to do is, like, you know, apologize for your sins or whatever and, like, start believing. And I was just like, okay, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. So, in hindsight, very proud of myself for how I handled the situation. Uh, incredibly uncomfortable. And, again, hated confrontation. But I think I did pretty well there. So, that was that. But what I was, the, the reason I tell that story is because what I had decided at the time was I am always going to be a good person that I want to be. I'm, I've always been very grounded in that. And I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to make people happy. I want to create impact. All these things that I'm like, this is who I am. And that's what I want to be in the world. That's the way I want to show up. But I don't need to believe in a God. I don't need to believe in a higher power. I don't need religion to put me on this very righteous path. And that was the way I looked at it. And it made so much sense to me. 
even in hindsight, I get it. I really do. I get where I was coming from, and feeling that way made sense to me. I don't need a higher power. I don't need anything else. I'm a good guy. That's how I'm living my life. So the presence of a a higher power does not affect me. So that was that. Then four years ago, or almost four years ago at this point, yeah, actually just about, enter my wife, my now wife, Jessie. Jessie is a spiritual human being. She would describe herself this way. Uh, She's woo-woo. She believes in all sorts of stuff that at the time I thought was very frou-frou, fluffy, and very head in the clouds. What is this crap? But I let her believe it because I thought she was cute and clever and funny, and I wanted to be with her. So I... Early on in our dating relationship, I knew these things about her. They weren't things that I believed, and quite frankly, I thought they were obnoxious and ridiculous. But I let her be her, or I tried to. (laughs) She actually brings up, she remembers a time when I specifically kind of called her out. You know, she was talking about her sign or the stars aligning or something and I was just like can you quit it with that shit and she was like back off dude this is what I believe don't tell me how to live my life (laughs) and um I did like early early on and so now I'll cut the timeline even three years ago I really resisted that stuff I thought it was so stupid I thought it was so obnoxious These are things that have no basis in science. I'm all about what can be proven. Like, like show me the data for that, right? Show me how that makes any sense. How do we know these things? People are just making this shit up because it makes them feel good, and that's obnoxious. Like, if you need to believe in something like that, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're weak. So... Our relationship continued. She didn't, she didn't dump me, and we just kind of let that part go. And we're just like, we're individuals. We're going to think what we think, and that is what it is. So I was around this, and I felt my resistance toward it. She felt my resistance towards it. And then I started having health issues, and that came to a point a little over, almost two years ago now. And at that time, it was what I would call a spiritual awakening. And that's a very broad kind of like, what the hell does that mean term? But the whole point or the whole meaning behind the word spiritual awakening is like you experience something that creates a major shift in your life. And so for a lot of people, that is some type of severe illness, uh, any traumatic experience, death, things like that really bring about this scenario for people. And I'm not going to go through the pieces of a spiritual awakening. It's actually a great episode. Um, So I'll probably do that at some point. But basically what happens is or at least for me, I'll speak from my standpoint, what happened was everything was stripped away. 
everything was stripped away, everything I knew, everything about me, everything about the world. And it's really, really hard to put this kind of stuff into words unless you experience it yourself. But the the best way I can kind of share is everything changes in a moment where everything is taken from you. Like I said, everything you knew. And I listened to the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle during that time. And I went through like a... so. Basically, to give you a little bit of, like, I'm still going to do a full episode on this, but to give you an idea, um, the the rock bottom moment was I was on bed rest, essentially, for like a month of this. I was depressed. I was physically in a terrible spot, and I was just so scared. I felt so alone and so frustrated and just so overwhelmed. I felt betrayed by my body, by life, by people around me, by friends. And I was just reduced to living moment to moment. And so I read this, or I listened to this book, The Power of Now. And the whole idea is that I would highly suggest you read it, um, especially if you struggle with being in your head, with anxiety, with stress, with depression. This book can change your life because I know that I'm not the only one who has experienced this. I've talked to others that uh, feel the same way. But the idea is that we only have the current moment. We only have the present ever. The past is gone. The future still lies ahead of us. And yes, our past has informed where we're at. Yes, the future is something that we can look towards and plan for in a sense, but the only thing that is real is this very moment. And the whole book really fleshes that out, looks at it from all different sides, and talks about our consciousness then and how we as humans relate to ourselves and the difference between ourselves and our consciousness. And it starts to get a little bit crazy, and it starts to sound a little bit crazy. But if you can be open to this, it absolutely has the power to shift your way of thinking and, by doing so, changing your life. And so between that and the overall experience, it felt... It just really... It created a shift in me that I can't truly even understand or explain. The one thing that I will say is that my health issues were holistic, meaning (laughs) physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. All of these things, I was out of balance. And to me, it very much felt like this happened as the universe's way of being like, hey, dude. I'm going to sit you on your ass for a second here because you have some shit to figure out. So sit in time out, (laughs) contemplate where you're at, contemplate where you're going, and uh, then you can get off the bench. You can come out of time out. And my eyes were just totally opened to a whole new way of living. And again, so much of this came from the day-to-day experience of All I had was that moment. All I could do was sit on the couch. All the noise went away. 
there was nothing else. I went through an identity crisis because I lost my physical body that I had been so identified with and way, way more deeply rooted than I thought. I lost who I was because I identified with my work and I couldn't serve anybody anymore because I couldn't work. And I was stripped down to nothing. Nothing besides myself, my essence, my soul, whatever you want to call it. That will, that's what was left. And for anybody that's gone through it, you know how incredibly difficult and painful and vulnerable that place is. And for anybody that hasn't gone through it, I understand that you don't understand it. And I'm not asking you to because you truly can't unless you've been through a similar thing. And this is not saying this is not saying that you can't get closer to yourself or you don't know yourself without a situation like this. That's not the case at all. What I'm saying is understanding kind of the the true vulnerability of it and being stripped down to absolutely nothing is is a really um, like ethereal concept to understand. So anywho, the way this relates to the big picture of my spirituality then was I saw this as divine intervention of some sort of I gained so much clarity during this time and I fully believed it to be life handing me a gift and saying, hey, dude, you're a great guy. You've got a lot of good stuff going for you, but until you get these things figured out, until you really start to dig in and look at yourself and look inwards and really get serious about becoming the person you want to be instead of the person that you're comfortable being, you've got a long ways to go. And this was what was really striking for me was I felt that I had been given an opportunity. I had been given this time to to shift and to change and this basically opened me up. In that moment, it wasn't all of a sudden like, oh, I believe in God. I believe in this higher power. Like, the universe is amazing. That wasn't it. It wasn't just this, like, one day I woke up and it was like, ah, you know, this, like, big bright light or anything. But what it did was crack me open to understanding that there is more. We are more than what we can see, what we can understand. We are limitless and infinite. Life is limitless and infinite. We are connected to a bigger picture. And here's the thing. If you don't believe that, I can't do anything to convince you. And I don't want to. I don't I don't want to do anything to convince you. All I want to do is ask you to look at why, why you don't believe that. What could you lose by potentially believing that? For me, this was, I needed to understand everything. If you couldn't give me data or show me proof of a God, of a higher power, then I wasn't going to believe you. At some point, we have to understand that as humans, we can only wrap our minds around so much. There are going to be things we don't understand that we can't put words to, some things that are bigger than us. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm not saying that there there is a higher power. I know that to be true for myself, and I, I fully believe there is in some form. But we will never know for sure. 
that there is, again, I believe there's proof on an everyday basis, little things, little, little, little things. But at the end of the day, I can't convince you. And I'll say it again. I don't want to. I don't want to convince you just for the sake of convincing you. I want you to want to believe. I want you to be curious. I want you to be open to understanding that there might be something that exists, but that you can't wrap your head around. And that's okay. It's okay for us to not understand something. It's okay for us to not get it. So really, truly, at the end of the day, that to me is what it takes, is being open and willing to think about and be open to things that you otherwise weren't to. And it's all there for a reason. You have either created that way of understanding and being somebody else has forced that upon you. Life has shaped you into that, kind of like I talked about with my experience in my 20s. There's a reason for what you believe. So I think that we should always be challenging our beliefs. And the reason that... So I'll finish here with the reason that I think spirituality is important and my experience with it. And that is that it opens us up to a whole new dimension of being. And the way that it does this is by letting go of the need to control and understand everything in our lives. And once you can do that, oh, shit, the amount of stress and pressure that is lifted from you It's absolutely incredible because all of a sudden you're not alone. All of a sudden you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to figure things out by yourself. You don't have to have it all figured out. And so for me, what that's really looked like has been (laughs) a process, um, and that's a very important word, process of feeling into that and understanding that there is a higher power of some sort. I personally call it the universe. Everybody's got their name for it. I don't subscribe to any specific religion, but I do consider myself spiritual. And this is something that, you know, kind of to to circle back to what I was saying early in the episode, Uh, not something that I'm extremely comfortable saying because I didn't always see things that way. And the interesting thing is that I, I'm worried about the judgment of others, but I'm also, I'm also still working through the judgment of my past self and how ridiculous I would have thought that I was five years ago. So a lot of that journey is, is my own. But again, to go back to what I was saying about this opening us up, and this is the part that if you are not spiritual or don't identify with any type of spirituality, this is the part that I want you to really hear and be open to is the idea that it could potentially open you up to a whole new way of living. 
again, the way that it's done it for me is surrendering. And this is a scary fucking word. It's a concept that, as humans, we don't like because we associate surrender with giving up. And that's not the case at all. Surrender, to me, means understanding that there is a higher level of intelligence, that we as humans are not the pinnacle of intelligence. There is a universal intelligence that is far, far greater than we could ever understand. Our human minds, yes, our big, old, amazing human minds can't wrap our fucking heads around it, and that's fine. We don't have to, but it makes it very difficult. (laughs) So the power then of surrender is that you can believe and you can trust that there is a higher intelligence, a higher source of wisdom guiding your life. And this is the part that some people really struggle with because they think it's like, okay, well, I have no control then. I don't believe in fate. That's bullshit. It's not about that. It's not about not having free will. It's about understanding that our free will is tied into something bigger than us. And that's the thing for me that was a really major shift was before, like I said, I didn't need to feel like a part of a bigger picture. I didn't need to have that attachment. But what I've realized now is that Sure, I didn't need it, but by believing that it's there and that there is this bigger picture, it allows me to tap into who I am on an even deeper level because I know that this thing, the universe, this power, this wisdom has my back and that everything I do will be supported by that It makes me feel that every place in my life, everything I go through, every single moment is the part of a plan. It's exactly where I need to be. I am supported by something. And really, truly for me, that's what it comes down to is support. And when you feel supported by something, like I said before, you let go of that stress. You let go of that pressure to need to have things figured out. You let go of feeling like you're stuck and you don't know anything that's going on, you're depressed about where you're at in your life, you're anxious about your bills, all of those things, it doesn't take them away. And I think that's important to mention too, is like, oh, you just become spiritual and like everything's fine. You live on the spiritual plane. Like, no, I I subscribe to what I call grounded spirituality, meaning that there's a part of me that is very spiritual. I do believe that there is a higher intelligence and that we are being supported and guided in some way but at the same time we are still human we are still tied to this material plane and our human experience is very very real it's not some mirage so there's an aspect of both and this is the thing that my black and white brain had a really hard time wrapping its wrapping itself around i naturally am logical and analytical That's just how my brain functions. And so for me, it was really hard to hold the space for both this, this, like having this logical analytical brain and a space for there's something bigger. There's something that I can't understand. I can't put into numbers or data. But if you are that way, if that is the way your brain works, 
I just want to throw out to you that it is possible to <laughs> to understand a gray area, to believe in a gray area, and to feel comfortable with a gray area. So I want to wrap this up by just kind of speaking to that then of it's possible that there are things that exist that we don't understand. That's the first step is you have to be open to the fact that we can't as humans understand everything. The second part of that is if we allow ourselves to be open to these things, we start to see things, life, with new eyes. And once you start looking at life with these new eyes, you will start to see things that you never saw before. You'll start to believe things that you never believed. And you'll start to feel supported in a way that you probably never had. And all I can do is say, trust me. In that it feels pretty damn good to experience those things. And to, if you can just for a second let go of your previous beliefs, let go of the beliefs of others, let go of the judgments that you may be afraid of from yourself, from your family, from your friends, from society, whatever. It's like, whatever you see this as, and this is truly what I think about religion and spirituality as a whole, is whatever makes sense to you is great. At the end of the day, I believe that spirituality, in a nutshell, is our ability to be connected to ourselves and to understand that we are part of a greater whole. There is God within each of us. God is the whole, and again, I'm using this term loosely, not the way that the Bible defines it, but just to say as an entity, we are each. We have a fragment of God within us. We are a fragment of the whole. And the reason I think that seeing it this way is so, so important is that we then can see our, we can finally see and understand our place in this big, crazy thing we call life and existence, right? We have the ability to accept that we are a part of this bigger thing. We have a role to play. The world, the earth, the universe cannot function if we are not doing our part. And this, to me, is really the why spirituality spirituality matters because it has the power to draw that out of us the thing that is most us our essence the most pure part of us that's that part of god within us that's that part that's trying to come out that wants to come out but that is scared that has been put layers on over the years of conditioning and belief systems and trying to fit in and trying to be successful and all these things, these parts of us, the best parts of us are covered up. But this is our essence. This is our fragment of the whole. And the thing that ties all this together then is that we are love. God is love. 
the collective is love. We as humanity are all love, but we're all a fragment of that love. And we can only truly be our best if we are connected to each other. And once we understand that we are connected to each other, once we understand that we are connected to a whole, only then will we start to live in harmony. And man, I just finished that off on a very, very serious note. (laughs) But I truly, truly believe that. And if you've listened this far and are hearing me say this right now, I just want to thank you. I want to say that I really appreciate you for being there, for being open, for listening to something that potentially conflicts with your beliefs, that feels uncomfortable to you, and just understand that I really appreciate your energy and your being and who you are and for letting me be me and be open. And uh, yeah, I'm getting kind of emotional here because um, I've never shared this before. And so I think this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, But I really hope to connect with some of you over this. And um, if you haven't yet, uh, go ahead and join the Why the World Needs You Facebook group. The, I'll put the link in the show notes below. I've done a bad job promoting this so far, which is why I wanted to mention it now, but also because this is the kind of thing that I want to start conversations around. I want to really grow with people. I'm always looking to grow both personally and spiritually, and I just want to advance humanity and whatever way that I can do that and be a part of that for me, that feels like my mission is to kind of raise the the, the consciousness of the collective and um, have us all grow together. So like I said, please, please, please reach out to me, join the Facebook group, reach out to me personally, post in the group about this episode and what your thoughts are, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate you and your energy, and I see you. Thanks so much. Love, Benjamin. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.